Our sermon text for today comes from the book of 1 John. 1 John, the first chapter, verse 1, through the second chapter, verse 2. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, <coughs> excuse me, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it and testified to it. We proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father with and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word has no place in our lives. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin, but if anyone does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. This is the Word of God for the people of God. John is writing this letter to the church to remind them of other things that he's written. In the Gospel of John, in chapter 1, he writes that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. A reminder that from the very beginning of things, Jesus was always there with God, and that Jesus and God are one and the same. And in the beginning, there was no light. There was a darkness over the void, we read in Genesis. And God created light. God gave of himself since God is light. I don't know about you, but I was never a big fan of darkness. I don't know why, but I seem to always find things in the dark, especially with my toes as I'm walking to the bedroom, for some reason, I seem to hit things. They haven't moved. We've been in the house going on three years now, and we haven't moved things, and I keep running into them. But darkness always has something in our mind that just kind of makes us uneasy. Most people are not real comfortable in the dark. But that's not the kind of darkness 
that John is talking about here. John is talking about a darkness that's an absence of God. An absence of the light of God. An absence of the understanding that God provides us with. In the world, we see it all over when there is a lack of God and people turn their back on God that they turn towards darkness. One of the first things that a dictator will do is try and clamp down on the church because the church provides people with an understanding of right and wrong, of following God's command and God's will. And so if you clamp down on that or do away with it altogether, then darkness comes in. And in darkness, people think only of one thing. Darkness is an easy way for us to only concentrate on ourselves. Now, we could call it sin because sin is exactly that. Sin is being only interested in what I want. I think a good way to describe sin is selfishness. I want what I want and I don't care about anybody else. I don't care what God thinks. I don't care what the government thinks. I don't care what anybody thinks. I just want what I want. And when we start living that way, we start living in darkness. And it seems like so often that when people descend into darkness, it just gets worse and worse. Things just kind of multiply. And, Jesus, and we're told here by John that Jesus provides us with a light, with a way to be able to see our way through the murkiness of our world of a way to be able to see clearly what God would have us to do. And when we understand what God would have us to do and we're following God's way, then John tells us we can know complete joy. Complete joy only comes when we're able to do all things according to God's will when we do all things and follow God completely. It's a struggle. It's not easy. But when we follow the light that God gives us, we follow God's direction, then we live a life that's upright, a life that is godly. And that's what we're called to. That's what we're called to do. That's what we're called to be as God's people a people who live in the dark. I used to say that robbers, thieves, are out in the dark, but not quite the case anymore. Now people have become even more brazen, and darkness doesn't really bother them. They'll go in the middle of the day and take things off of people's porches. And we're seeing all kinds of shootings and all kinds of things going on that happen in the middle of the day. And the problem with that is it may not be dark physically, but those people are living in darkness. They've lost their way. And they're following a path that goes in the wrong direction. 
We as Christians are called to follow the path that leads in God's direction, that follows the path that Jesus has set out before us. That's why God gave us this book, the Bible, God's holy word to give us guidance and direction so that we know where we're going, so that we know where it is that God would have us to be. I don't know about you, some people like to know where they're going. They like to know exactly where they're going to end up. And I think that's an important thing from a spiritual perspective, that we know that we have already received forgiveness of our sins. Jesus has become the atonement for our sins. Our sins have been forgiven. So we know where we're going. We're going to heaven to be with God. We may not know exactly how we're going to get there. We may not know exactly the path that our lives will take. But if we walk with Jesus and follow his leading and his teaching, then we know whatever path he leads us on, it's the path that he has for us that we will be walking in the light of God's Word. And that's important for us to remember. We don't have to worry about where we're going in life. We don't have to worry about what's going to happen because we know that if we walk with Jesus, if we walk in His light, that we're going the right direction. Now, most of you are like me. You've made decisions in your life. You've decided things. And sometimes they come true and sometimes they don't. And sometimes you end up where you wanted to end up. And sometimes you don't end up where you wanted to end up. But the wonderful thing as a follower of Jesus Christ is even if it's not where we wanted to end up, if we're following Jesus, if we're following his teaching and his command, we end up where he would have us to be, where he would lead us to be doing the things that he has called us to do. And when we do that, we can find joy. Joy comes not in getting all the things we want in our lives. Because as I said before, that's selfish. And that's not always, we don't always know what we want or what we need. We don't always know where we should go or what we should do. I know if you talk to my son, I've taken a couple shortcuts in my life. When we were driving, I like to do that. If I mention the word shortcut, he'll get out of the car and walk. Because we may end up in the place where I thought we would end up, but it's no shortcut. (laughs) Don't ever take a mountain road thinking you're going to get a shortcut. But see, that's the way we do things. We think we know what we're doing. But what we need to remember is that if we're following God, we will end up where we're supposed to be, where God would have us to be. It may not be where you plan to be, And if you think back in your life when you got out of high school, 
You had plans. How many of us are where we planned to be when we were 18 years old? Not many of us. But we're where God would have us to be at this time in our lives. And there's joy in knowing that wherever we are, whatever we're doing, that God is guiding and directing us. He's leading us where he would have us to be. We need to remember that. We're called to be followers of Jesus Christ, not leaders of Jesus Christ. We're called to follow where he leads and to go where he's called us to go, that we may be his people. Because when we do that, we will find complete joy, as John says. Complete joy comes in following Jesus and living in his light. Amen.